Tonight's message, as has already been said, is re-establishing reasoning. It's the fourth message in the re-establishing marriage album. We started off with re-establishing reality, and then we had re-establishing romance, and then this afternoon we had re-establishing resources, and this one is re-establishing reasoning. And really what this message is about is arguing in marriage. (laughs) (laughs) But we couldn't call it that. Probably more people would have come if we had, though, right? (laughs) And Paul and Carolyn are not speaking as ones that have arrived. (laughs) Please understand that. Please put your hand up if you understand and believe that. Come on. So half of you think we have arrived. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, ask our children. (laughs) Part one of the message, we are going to go over some basic yet very powerful and effective Um, principles of communication and the second half of the message uh, or the last third of the message we're not quite sure how it's going to work out yet Carolyn and I are going to not role play but we are going to relive a pretty intense argument that we had just two weeks ago and we're going to try and take that apart and figure out where it went wrong and what could have been better, because we have done better in the past. I just want to fill in and say we weren't throwing things at each other or yelling at each other, children, in case you're expecting that that's what's going to come. That wasn't what was happening, but we did not see things the same, if you understand. Okay, you start with basic number one. Basic number one, we are all different. That's pretty basic, isn't it? I think the youngest child here who can understand English would understand that we are all different. Absolutely. And you know, it is actually okay to see things differently. You do not have to have the exact same thoughts about every situation within marriage, believe it or not. It is healthy to see things from a different perspective. Now, I have to be really honest and tell you, and maybe you can relate to this, there are times when I think, if only (laughs) he would think just like I do about any given situation. Have you ever thought that? Wouldn't life be so much easier if every time you thought he thought the exact same way? (laughs) I see the giggles and the grins because I know, you know, how balanced would our life be? And I know I'm not getting onto yesterday's sermon, but how balanced would life be if we all within marriage, saw everything the exact same way. Would it be balanced? No. And it actually wouldn't be very enjoyable or very interesting, even though when in the heat of the moment it feels like if only he would just think like me, then it, everything would be solved and we could just move on and life would be rosy. Don't think it would be as rosy as we God, think it would be. God could have done that. It was going to be a good thing. <laughs> so when you're choosing a life partner, you want to be compatible. That is very important. But they don't have to be exactly like you to make it work. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. It says, come now and let us, you know it, reason together. And that is, saith the Lord, that is God calling us to reason with him. But I think we can also apply that to come and let Paul and Carolyn, let you reason together when you don't see things the same. Paul and Carolyn have a lot of disagreements. (laughs) Do you believe us? Would you believe that Tom and Elaine Waters have disagreements? Probably not. There's somebody out there shaking their head. I can't (laughs) believe it. (laughs) They do. In fact, we know Tom and Elaine so well, and our friendship is so close, that some of their disagreements, they have come for a mediator. (laughs) And that's Paul and Carolyn. And they have done the same for us. We're we're pretty vulnerable with each other. Do you think Mike and Connie Opeka have disagreements? Yes, they do. I'm sure they do. (laughs) And we know... Even though you sit together and you put your arm around each other and you smile at each other, without being in your home, we know that you have times where you go at it. 
And I'm not going to back out of this because I know I am right. And I'm just going to pound her and pound her and pound her until she figures that out. And she's saying, for once, I know I'm right. And I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to do it this time. I'm going to hold my ground. Am I right? You will get the most out of family camp meeting (laughs) if you are honest. You know, this first, actually, no, it isn't. The whole message is about reasoning. Reasoning together works. It really does. And, you know, isn't it interesting how it tends to be the really little, seemingly insignificant and almost ridiculous things that actually cause us to disagree? It's not those great big things, because somehow we know we need to give those to God and he's going to help us work through this, but it's these foolish little things that can really get under our skin and cause us to have all kinds of conflict and can cause marriages to fall apart and go their separate ways. Well, sometimes little things turn into big things. They do. Now, here is a little thing. We want to give you live examples. So we're going to give you one. It was a little thing. I talked yesterday about my exercise program and how I do it outside and, you know, I'm doing all this walking stuff and it makes a real racket on the deck, okay? The deck's nice and level and I like to do it there. Well, when I started doing that, the place on, the, on our deck, the best place for me to do that happened to be right outside his office window. Well, I'm doing it. I'm not doing it during the day and bugging him when he's working. I'm doing this at, you know, 5.30 in the morning or so. But guess what he's doing? He's in his office and he's praying. And I'm right outside the, outside the window going thump, 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 thump on the deck floor. So what do you think? What kind of a discussion do you think we ended up having? Here's what we could have done. We could have said, oh, wifey, I'm so pleased you're having exercise, but it's right outside my office window. Would, would you mind please going somewhere else so I can concentrate? But that's not how I did it. <laughs> I seem to think you kind of said, sweetheart, that's just not going to work for you to do it there. It just bugs me. I'm trying to concentrate and all I can hear is boom, 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 boom. <laughs> So I, didn't I know really it does make that noise, because those of you that stayed in our house, <laughs> I know you think, somebody said they thought the washing machine was going, but it was me, actually. <laughs> Anyhow, so, he says, sweetheart, this just isn't going to work. And I, you know what I could have done, girls? And I probably would have done years ago, and I said, oh, well, see, I told you this exercise thing's not going to work for me. That's the end of it. <laughs> Thank the Lord, I've done that in the past, but this time I didn't go there. No, I didn't go there with, okay, well, I'm not doing it because I just thought, okay, so I need to be creative about this. I'll go somewhere else. Not with an attitude. I just wanted to try and get, fix the problem. So I was now doing it on our driveway, and it's gravel. And the exercise I do, you're working out at a pretty rapid pace, and your foot, you need to know your foot is going onto level ground. Because if it doesn't, you're going to be in a mess. Not quite maybe to what Tom's injury was, but I could hurt myself pretty badly if I didn't get my foot on solid, flat, level ground and know that's where it was going to be. So it didn't work on the driveway. So then I tried it on the lawn. Well, our lawn isn't a golf course. <laughs> by any means. Caleb tries to make it one, but it's not perfectly level either, and so it, it didn't work. And so I, I just came to him about a week later and said, well, I've tried it, and I can't do it on something that isn't perfectly level. This whole thing was designed to do inside, remember? So anyway, so we talked about, you know, we didn't throw things at each other and get really upset, and then we came up with the idea... Well, I must admit, when you said it has to be level... <laughs> you didn't, didn't buy I, it, right? I, I didn't buy it, No. <laughs> But I didn't say anything. But you have tried it since. Tried what? My program. Only a little bit. <laughs> it needs to be level, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't try it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know whose idea this was, but one of us came up with the idea of buying one of those kind of big outdoor carpet type, doormat type things. How big is this thing? Six by ten. It's a six by ten big mat, and he's now... It would blow away in the wind, so he's now screwed it down to the deck. (laughs) And I can work out on that mat, and he's happy, I'm happy, and it was solved. We reasoned it through rather than me saying, oh, well, you see, the reason I don't exercise is because of him. We didn't go there. Or the reason I don't get to pray properly anymore is because of her. We're just trying to enter in and have you enter into how how these things go. It just dawned on me. I could have moved. (laughs) Never thought of that, did you? I didn't either. All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) 
You didn't think of it either, did you? <laughs> you did? Oh! Well, yeah, next time we're in one of these situations, we're going to call you all, okay? We'll have a conference call so you can tell us what to do. That wouldn't work. <laughs> Be interesting, though. So we're all different, and talking about it can actually fix things. You believe that? Come on, I need to hear you. You believe that? Okay, good. Okay, here we're going to go basic number two. And these are real basic, but they work. This one is regular communication will help in the more difficult times. Regular communication reduces misunderstandings. Elder Moye read the very same verse that we have on our notes here, Malachi 3.16. You can remember John 3.16, just remember Malachi 3.16. They that feared the Lord spake often one to another. You fear the Lord, speak often one to another. God designed it that way because it reduces misunderstandings. If you are checking in with each other, Carolyn and I, it's, I'd like to say it's every day, but it's not quite every day. But you've got to find, and we've preached this in a different message, so we're not going to go over the same ground again. But find a time that the two of you can sit down and just have some talk time. Doesn't have to be any agenda, it's just communicating those things that get missed. And when you get a lot of things that get missed, then you're heading for some kind of a encounter. <laughs> um, and the thing is, is when you when you head for one of these encounters, all of a sudden, maybe you haven't had a whole lot of communication for a while. Generally, that tends to lead up to one of these miscommunications, but all of a sudden, you're communicating. You're, you may be pretty vigorous in this communication, but it's not always the best communication, is it, when you get to this point, when you're having a disagreement. So if we could only do the preventative measure beforehand and have some of that face-to-face, -face, maybe it's pillow talk, maybe it's on the cell because you're both working and that's how it works out for you, or maybe on a date night, but some opportunity where the two of you get a chance to communicate, not because you're fixing the problem or putting out a fire, you're just enjoying each other, having communication. And then, when you run into a disagreement of some kind, you're already connected. Rather, you've already been communicating. You haven't got to go from ground zero up again. You're already up there. And you're able to have much more open communication with this, whatever the situation is, as a result of that. This prevention is better than cure, Absolutely, is what you're saying. Absolutely, it is. And, you know, when you get too busy, maybe you have company over for a long time, or, you know, maybe one of you's off on some business engagement somewhere for a couple of weeks, and you don't really get that communication time, it's then that the agitation tends to grow and the misunderstandings begin to come in. And we've experienced that. When we've had, you know, when we visit our family and they visit us, it tends to be for a longer period of time because we're a long distance away. And we have noticed that it kind of gets easy to let that talk time kind of disappear out of the picture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a month later, we start looking at things and realize. We just weren't quite connecting and seeing eye to eye because we just didn't have that time together. So even though somehow or another we reason it away and we're going to be fine, it's going to be good, somehow we find ourselves without it when we really needed it. So please, we encourage you to commit to some kind of regular communication. It helps tremendously. Prevention is better than cure. Basic number three. We need to go a bit faster through these. You are not always right. <laughs> Is that basic? I mean, it doesn't get much more basic than that. But in the heat of the moment, remembering that you may be wrong. <laughs> Again. <laughs> you know, we have both done this to each other. I am so right that I even know what you're going to say. Isn't that amazing? I, as well as knowing exactly what's going on in my mind, I know what's going on in your mind. And as you try to explain it to me, I can finish your sentence. How many of you have ever done that? You finish the other person's sentence as if you know better than they do. Friends, when we start to get into the heat of a disagreement, we need to throttle back on what we're saying and be listening. Let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. 
James 1.19. But I don't know what it's like for you. I think the more talking I do, the more she will get it. <laughs> well, maybe it isn't her that needs to get it. Maybe it's me, and I just need to calm down and listen. You're not always right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not... You're going to give an example now, aren't you? <laughs> this was his idea, not mine. <laughs> you know, we live up in the mountains of Montana. Right now, we have two feet of snow on the level. And I like, as well as doing my thumb-thumb thing on the deck, I like to get out there. And I don't like to feel like I'm a prisoner to just being able to walk the driveway and the road, and that's all I can do. Well, the only way to really do that up there in Montana with that much snow, and you know, we've had quite a bit more than that, is to get snowshoes. And so when we first moved to where we live, in that first winter, I said, sweetheart, you know, I think it'd be a really great idea to get snowshoes. And what did you say? What a stupid idea. <laughs> I'm just being honest. He said, that's, that's really difficult. You know and those, you're not tennis enjoy racket, it. those tennis racket things you strap on your feet and, and you can and, barely and walk? And don't waste your money. Now, of course, it was going to be my allowance, you understand. So anyway, but he said, don't waste your money. You know, and even when I'm going to spend my money that he's not meant to comment on, I still like his approval. <laughs> don't know if you're like that, but I kind of do. So anyway. What did so you do? I abandoned the idea, forgot about it. Um, oh. And a, a couple of months later, I thought, you know, I can't get out here and do anything because I tried to actually just forget the snowshoes. I'll just go walking in the snow. Well, the snow can be up to here. And you're doing one of these things. And when you get, you know, then you can't get this one up because this one's pushing down even further. And yes, I am moving around because they keep telling me that I don't move around. So <laughs> now I'm just going to do that, okay? So you're doing this deal. And eventually I abandon the whole thing. And, you know, I've got these holes in the snow. I've now got to get back home. And I'm way out in the meadow somewhere. And it's like, okay... I said, sweetheart, you know, I really think that I'd like to try it out snowshoeing. <laughs> like this was now some new thing. And he's like, sweetheart, anyway. We've had this conversation. <laughs> so I was just kind of cruising on eBay one day, and there's this brand new pair of L.L. Bean snowshoes, women's, just my right size, never been used on some real cheap deal. Anyway, if I could win this bid, you know. So I think that was the first thing I ever bid on eBay. And I won <laughs> this blue pair of snowshoes. Pam knows about them. She borrows them these days. <laughs> anyway, so I get my... And he's still like... And I says, don't worry. It's going to come out of my allowance. It's okay. And they're way cheaper than if I bought them new from L.L. Bean. I had to throw that in to make him feel even better. Anyway, when they came, he's kind of looking at me like real kind of, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I put them on and I went out and it was amazing. <laughs> I could cruise across the snow. I went all kinds of places. I said, sweetheart, you need to borrow these. This is fantastic. And he's like, no, he wasn't going to borrow them. <laughs> so anyway, I had a ball. I was all over the place, going places in the woods you couldn't go ordinarily, but the snow was over all these logs and I could cruise over all these logs and it was great. Well, anyway, a few months later, my brother wanted to buy something for the children, and he was asking me what, you know, he'd get them. And I said, well, I asked them, and they said, oh, we think it'd be great if we could get snowshoes. So now, Hannah, Caleb, and Mommy have snowshoes. He doesn't want snowshoes, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> we're having a great time on snowshoes. She, she's portraying this like it was really quite smooth. She tried to talk me into getting them, and I, I held my ground. I so, don't need those this things. is, and we're just being real. This was a Sabbath afternoon, and we're going to go on our snowshoes. And he said, and I said, so what are you going to do? He said, look, I've been online, I've been on the web, and I've figured out what you can do. You don't need to buy snowshoes. I said, so what are you going to do? He says, you get tree boughs, and you duct tape them to your boots, and you don't need snowshoes. <laughs> so, we're having our Sabbath afternoon rain outside time so he gets his duct tape and he gets his tree bags <laughs> and for those of you who know where we live we're heading up friendship way pam i don't even think you were home <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous now but it was was this how it was children totally so we went past the woodshed and we're just into friendship way and we're way off ahead <laughs> he's not doing very well <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened. I think the duct tape didn't really... It does not work for everything, okay? <laughs> anyway, we only got a short distance, and he said, Wifey, <laughs> buy me some snowshoes. <laughs> I said, I would be happy to after sundown. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> the point is... 
I was convinced I was right. <laughs> now, it's really obvious to everybody here that I was wrong. And especially, I can still visualise it. Oh, yeah, I can see it's clear as anything. I actually had to call them back to rescue me. I was stuck. <laughs> Just as the Lord would have it, I think. <laughs> so remember, this is, I hope this sticks in your mind, but if you're going through some kind of disagreement, remember, you might be Paul and snowshoes, right in this situation. And we had an example about Carolyn being wrong, but she's turned the page. No! So it's okay. We, it, it, that was good. That was enough. It made the point. I'm sorry. Basic number four. Use thoughtful words. I hope I did that day. I, 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 I don't think remember. I said, I told you. you should have, no, I don't you're think always I, good I don't think that. I went there, because I know... You, there's no point, girls... There's no point in stating the obvious. He already knows the obvious. I don't need to rub it in anymore in that kind of a situation. You know, we don't need to use inflammatory language. So, guys, saying to her, you're just like your mother, it doesn't help. You might think it, you might be right, but it does not help because she knows you're not being complimentary about her mother at that point either. She knows you mean the bad stuff. So don't say it, this inflammatory language. Don't say, you always or you never. We've all done that. We've all been tempted to say that kind of stuff, but it doesn't help anything. You know, an example, you never want to do anything fun, like get snowshoes. No. <laughs> it doesn't, it just doesn't help. What about... Well, I'm going to move on. Alexander and Alison mentioned, uh, in fact, a lot of their message this afternoon was based on Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. But when we get into a disagreement, the tongue is doing a lot of work, isn't it? And we are giving some examples of here, use thoughtful words. And we've t- given some examples, never say never and never say always and um, not you're just like your mother. So what, what do you say instead? And I have done this, praise the Lord, Carolyn is trying to explain something, and I'm just not getting it. And I said, okay, sweetheart, you've got my undivided attention. I am listening. I just need you to say it again because I'm not getting it. That is much better than just, okay, I'm not getting what she's saying, so she's going to have to get what I think, or or the other way around. Yeah, we're talking about Paul and Carolyn. So use thoughtful words. Be thoughtful. Don't be um, using aggression and frustration. Um, There's a lot of things that go on in marriage that nobody knows about, but we will have to give an account for that one day. So use thoughtful words. Number five. Basic number five, be careful how you say it. Your body language is a language, and it speaks volumes, especially when you're in one of these situations, and when you understand each other so intimately as we do in marriage. You know, I can look at, I can talk to one of you, and you could maybe feel really upset with what I'm saying, but I wouldn't know it, because I don't understand your body language. But when you're that close, you do, and so that is vital. You know, eye contact, for me, is really important. If he's not looking, and if he's just kind of staring out the window, or looking at his computer, I don't feel like I've been listened to, even though you may have heard every word. The tone of voice, all of those things speak a language in and of themselves. We were going to talk about the use of emotions. Sometimes the more aggressive one is, uh, is using force. Not that we mean to, but if our personality is a little bit more forceful or a little bit more aggressive, and sometimes it can be the man, sometimes it can be the lady, but we need to have our red flags going off. This is, I am using force right now. And I need to back off. Or the other thing, I know some couples have shared this with us. They, they're more emotional. Maybe one person is more emotional. Maybe the lady. And I'm just going to start crying right now. And sometimes that makes the man sympathetic. Sometimes it makes him even more angry. So ladies, I don't know where you are in this But don't ever use tears as a way to get your way. That's not the way. We need to come let us reason together. If you end up in tears because of his aggression, that's another thing. 
but don't, you, don't bring on the tears deliberately. Okay, we want to move on. We're, that's some of the basics we've gone through, five basics in communication. Now we want to go to a real live situation, and fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it, you had a heads up, um, when was it, this morning or yes, yesterday, yeah. of what this example was going to be. So we'll, we'll pull up. It was... I was just going to say that you know how it is when you've had one of these situations that in the moment it really isn't very funny, is it? It can be quite difficult to work through and quite, quite painful. But, you know, later, like the snowshoes, I, I imagine, I can't really remember now, I just remember it as being kind of sort of funny now, but in the, in the moment, usually these things are not funny, are they? So this situation that occurred was fairly recent, and I don't know that it was terribly funny, was it? No, I hope you don't laugh. I mean, you might, because <laughs> it might end up being funny now, like the snowshoes I don't know if it's going to be, so we don't know how this is going to play out. <laughs> but it wasn't very funny to us, and that was, we were putting together the connected family message that we gave to you yesterday. And how Carolyn and I work a message is one of us will get down the raw ideas and then the other person starts to go over it. And on this particular occasion, Carolyn had got down the raw ideas and I was going over it, kind of categorizing things and weeding things out and adding some things in and we then laid it out in a, a more of a sermon format. And one of the ideas... <clears throat> that I had was to illustrate the idea of calling our children to a commitment and some of the benefits that that could be, I thought, you know, we could play the baptism video. Hannah got baptized in February, just, you know, a few months ago. And I thought, you know, that is really the first fruits of that section of the book. Happened in our own family. And I thought, we should show that. Just the five-minute just, just five clip, and it's kind of a condensed version of that day. And then, as I thought about that, I really got into the idea. I thought, yeah, I mean, people get fed up of us talking all the time. It would be nice if you could watch it. I know we've got the big screens here, and I really got excited about the idea. But then I had a thought, you know, that might lift us up. And as speakers, we try to be very sensitive that you don't think that somehow we are perfect. Because when you see people on TV or they write a book or they stand up and give sermons, you can think, not consciously, but you can think maybe that they've got it all together. And we know some people think that. And we think, how can they think that of us? I mean, just come and stay with us for a while and you'd realize it's not quite as together. We're just normal people. So I battled through this for a while. And then I thought, you know... I should go and watch the video again. So I went on Vimeo, it's online, the video, and I went and watched it again, and I, was, I watched it, and I thought, well, there is Tom and Alison and Emily singing. That's what it starts off with. And then there's me going over the vows with Hannah, and then, you know, Tom gives a little short message, and then the Neblet girls were up there singing, and the Brown girls were up there singing, and then, you know, I baptized Hannah, and that, so that was us, but then Sean sang a great song to end, so I thought, well, it's not all about us, it wouldn't lift up the Rain family, and so I put it in the message there, and then I emailed the message back over to Carolyn. You want to pick it up? So, it was, it was in the afternoon now, and I'm going over the notes, and I'm just kind of, you know, putting my thoughts about where I'm going to put my ideas and different things, and looking at it, and I came across this concept, and I just didn't, it didn't sit right somehow, and I just kind of brushed it off, and what you need to know is that, I guess, and I know there's a lot of ladies out there that are like this, if I can kind of have peace, I feel so much better. So if there's potential conflict rising, I'd much rather just kind of, you know, smooth it over and we can just move on and we won't have to get some kind of a conflict on the go here. So that's my natural personality. Don't really want to go there. So in my mind, it's like I'm trying to stuff that out of my mind because I don't want to go there. And so I'm carrying on reading through the notes and thinking, yeah, this would be great and we can add this here and do that. And then this whole video thing would pop up again and I think, oh, I don't like that. But, it's, but you know, I'd Why didn't you like it? 
Well, I was going to get to that. So I kind of stuffed it away again. And this was over like, the period of several hours. This wasn't days now. This was all the, within the same 24-hour period. But the third time that came up again in my mind, and I just didn't feel a peace about it, I knew that I needed to deal with that. And I've found very often that is the Lord who's agitating me that I need to do something about it. So even though I much prefer peace and I... I withdrawal from conflict, I knew, and I didn't actually know it was going to cause conflict at the time, but I just, I just knew that I couldn't just rest on this and go, sure, if you think that's good, let's do it. So I kind of prayed quite a bit about it, and then I just, you know, Paul just walked over by the fireplace to warm up, and I said, you know, I just don't get peace about this whole video idea, not knowing how much he was now liking this idea. So we're just being really vulnerable, okay? So I just, I just said, I just don't get peace about it. And what did you say? Well, what I want to do is I want to ask the AV team, if you can switch over to my screen, that'll be helpful at this point. Um, and how did you say it? Here I go again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just, we're just, we're just being be, honest. We're just trying to be yeah, honest. It was you and your perms and your weight and stuff last year. It's, That's right. it's me this year. But um, <laughs> this is hard on me. <laughs> Both of us. Yeah. But just being honest, we're there in the living room. Hannah and Caleb are sat right there. Doing school. Doing school. And I just said, why? Well, what's wrong with it? Just, it was... <laughs> I had obviously gotten more excited by the idea than... I realized until Carolyn challenged it. And she challenged it in a very nice way. You couldn't have done it any nicer. So here, I don't know if you can see on the board. I hope this is going to work. But I mentioned this idea of the video. And I'm just going to illustrate that with a little arrow. That's me coming over with the idea. And Carolyn <laughs> comes back. This is Carolyn coming the other way. I don't really like it. All right. I didn't, I just said, I don't get peace about this. All right, so didn't she say it nice? But it got me wrong for some reason. And so I come back well, with... Well, the reason being, and I think this is really important, the reason was your will was quite... Inv- and I'm not saying right or wrong, but your will was, in, was quite invested in that. And I didn't know that. No, neither did and I. When That's you're in one of your situations, you don't always know, do you, till, till it happens. And it's like, woo wait, now how do we get into this? Because you can't always tell. And I couldn't tell. So I come back with, even though it was only short, it was fairly aggressive, but it's another... Okay, over to you. Why? Give me some reasons. Come let us, and I sometimes even do this, come let us reason together. Reason, wifey. You need to give me some reasons. I know why you're laughing, because it happens at your house. But here am I. I don't like conflict, and I don't, I'd much rather everything was just nice. I'm just being honest. So I don't really want to get into one of these. The thing is... I do like conflict. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but when... What, thi- you mean you don't mind it? You don't go looking for it. No, I don't go looking for it, but, you know, when we get some disagreement on the church board... That's right. Yeah. I like that. I think it's good. I mean, it's better I, than I just everything here. being unanimous all the time. I think, OK, we've got people coming out of their shell a little bit, and, you know, I was actually on a conference call the other day, a church board conference call... And unfortunately, my children could hear my side of it. And I was explaining my point of view. And somebody just spoke right over the top of me. And I said, "Um, do you mind if I just finish what I was saying? And Hannah's thinking, oh, wow. But actually, I quite enjoy that. Now, that's beside the point. (laughs) For me... For me, I don't want to be anywhere near a board if that's what it's going to be like. For me, it's like I just cringe when I hear that kind of stuff. It's like, just get me out of here. I'm just being honest for who I am. Now, here we are. I've been married 23 years. He thinks this is really getting into stuff, and I'm like, get me out of here. So we're just being real. Maybe you're beginning to relate to how the two of you operate. Maybe it isn't how you operate. But So then you can go back to the screen. Carolyn comes back with... Well, you, wanted, you were kind of demanding I had to have reasons. And yes, and demanding is a good word. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't meaning it to be that way, but that's really what it was. And for me, the fact that I don't get peace about it should be a good enough reason. But I knew that wasn't a good enough reason, and so I it's said, right, well... I know, it's okay, we're just... 
I don't know how this is all going to hang out in the end, but anyway, we're just, just working through what we were working through. And so I said, well, I just feel like we try so hard for people to understand that we are just exactly like they are, even though we're several feet up in the sky here, it seems like. But we're the same. We have the same things we have to deal with in life. And somehow or another, putting that up there might might derail some people into thinking we're some high and mighty lofty people and we know we're not and we don't want them to think that. Now is that a good reason? It's a very good reason. (laughs) Oh this is interesting there were some yeses and some noes. (laughs) (laughs) I dismissed it all because I already had those thoughts and I've, I've went back which she hadn't done I went back and I watched the video with that in mind and it doesn't lift us up so you can go back to this so now I come across like this way and I, I'm, I'm combating Carolyn I'm just, so now I've got three arrows and she's got two arrows and then I come back with you know everybody loves a baptism you know, we have uh, logs on the website of who watches what and those kind of things always attract people's interest so there's another reason come let us reason together i got another one and another reason is you know it's going to give families hope they can remember when hannah and caleb were little and up to all kinds of mischief and now they're getting (laughs) baptized so here's another reason and eventually i mean how many reasons do you need before you back down so now i'm going to tell you what i'm doing in this okay and tell you what this feels like if i can express this it's a little bit like there's a hole and I'm sinking into it. And, it's, and we're just going to be as real as we know how to be. It feels like he's got a big snow shovel in his hand. And he's going, bam, bam, bam. With every reason, I'm just trying to be real. That's what it feels like. Until I am so, so deep in this hole, I disappear. And that's exactly what happens. Because, you go back to the screen... It's used 10% of my... Because he enjoys this kind of stuff. It's used 10... And we, we couldn't figure out what it's 10% of, but it, it's 10% of my um, ama- emotional resources. Thank you. You've got to okay. write that down. Okay, <laughs> emotional resources. It took me 10% to do the first arrow, which was to put it in there. It took Carolyn, and we, we worked through this. It took Carolyn... Sorry about my finger writing. It took Carolyn 80% to muster up the courage to combat that. To say, I don't get peace about this. Okay, so I come back with my, come on, give me some reasons. My 10% didn't cost me anything. It took Carolyn 20% to come back and say what she said. So, children, what's 80 plus 20? 100. I'm Ca- all used up. She's done. Carolyn is done. <laughs> I'm only on 20%, so here comes another 10%, got, another 10%, just... another 10%, and I'm still only halfway. I'm glad this is turning out amusing, if you know what I mean. I mean, because it isn't funny, really. And, you know, these things can... You know where this can take you, and it's not a pretty place, is it? And I thank God we were able to work this through. But, you know, and this isn't even here. I don't even know what the time is on that clock to no know worries. how much more we've got. But... We didn't get to really talk about it after that because I just kind of withdrew into my shell and he figured, well, she's not had anything else to say, so I guess we're done. Well, I remember remember saying to you, another one of my reasons, (laughs) up to 60% now, well, that was only 5%, that last reason, you need to go and watch it. Right. I've been and watched it. You'll probably think different if you go and watch it. You said that. And so I don't know what was happening in the rest of the afternoon. It was kind of later on and we had worship and I took the children into bed. And as I did that, the phone rang and you got onto the phone and I went upstairs somewhere quietly and sat and started to watch it. Then you came and found me because the person on the phone wanted to talk to both of us, if you remember. Mm -hmm. We had a long conversation which didn't end until it was now time to go to bed. But how am I feeling? Do I have peace? No. Have we, have we dealt with it yet to the, and come to a conclusion? No, we haven't. So by the time I come to bed, he's, he's, you know, he's there and I'm praying. But have I got a lot to pray about? Yeah, because I don't have peace. And to be quite honest, I don't quite know what to do with it. I mean, I know to give it to the Lord, but it still hasn't gone away, if you know what I mean. I mean the situation still isn't resolved. I mean, we're just talking about a little thing, but little things come into big things. So by the time I get into bed, guess what's happened? He's asleep. 
So now I lie there thinking, it's not that either of us went to bed, you know, let the sun go down on your wrath. We weren't angry at each other. We hadn't raised a voice at each other, but we, there was friction and we hadn't dealt with it. In my mind, in his mind, it was all dealt with. You know, she didn't come up with any other reason. So that's, you know, he'd moved on. He was doing fine. He had a peaceful night's sleep and I stayed awake for several hours. And I'm wrestling with, I'm just being really open. I'm wrestling with tomorrow. We've got to finish this message. Not that message. This one, reestablishing reasoning. How can we stand here and deliver a message called reestablishing reasoning and we're struggling with reasoning? I'm just being honest. And I just had to pray through that. And, you know, and I realized, I came to the point of saying, Lord, you know, I am totally content to do whatever you want to do. Whatever I want to do. I had to get to that point. And, girls, there's a real key here to where this can take you. If we're not too careful, we start to dwell upon, and you know he did this, and last Tuesday he did that, and before we know where we are, we have created a horrible catalog of negative thoughts about him. And we lie there and awake at night, not righteously praying, but developing our whole picture about this guy. And I know how the devil does that, and I stopped it dead, and I said, I am not going to go there. And I started thinking and praying about, thinking about my husband, thinking positive thoughts, and praying for him that this probably wasn't so fun for him either, even though it actually hadn't bothered him that much. Sorry. (laughs) So the next day, when we got up, you know, I kind of said a few little things like, so, uh, do we have anything more to talk about that? And he said, well, about what? And I said, what about what we were, you know, my huge thing as far as I was concerned. And he said, oh, I thought we were all done with that. Well, no, I, I knew we still had to finish. I knew we weren't at an agreement, um, but I thought we were close. Right. And then, and I, then I just explained, and I said, you know, I have a feeling that God has allowed this because he knows we are going to preach this message, and he wants us to be as vulnerable as we've gotten tonight because everybody deals with these kinds of things. And it can be hard to understand. And I know we're not on this thing right now. Yeah, but you can put the screen back up if you would. I, I just want to say that I got to my quiet time the next morning. And guess who's talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. I was being really quiet. <laughs> okay, Lord. How, how did I do? You didn't do very well, Paul. I know. <laughs> What am I going to do about it? Well, we need to talk about it. And so I prayed that, because we know the theory, just like you know the theory, but sometimes when yourself gets riled up, the theory don't help you one bit. <laughs> you just want to have your way, and that's the end of it. But the Lord got hold of me, and I said, okay, we, we're going to go, as soon as we've had breakfast and we've had our walk, we, Carol and I are going to be sit down talking about this message anyway. So... We did, and I determined with the Lord that I would just say to Carolyn, Carolyn, just explain to me again. If you can put it back up, I'd appreciate it. I'm going to wipe this up because wipe this off. Um, Well, it's right there. Yeah, I'm going to draw it again because it's gotten too messy. (laughs) Have you got it? Oh, you've got it. Sorry, we haven't got it. Um, So now this is the following morning, and I'm saying to Carolyn, just in a very gentle way, come on, sweetie, tell me what you're thinking. And now, I, it was nothing to do with the video anymore, you understand. It was to do with how do we deal with these kind of things so that these things don't get in a mess and deteriorate. That's, that, that's what I was now interested in. And we realized, both of us realized, that this point here, right in between, is where the stronger, and this is the crux of what we want to share, the stronger personality needs to create the environment for the weaker, and I, sorry, I didn't want to use that word weaker, the more timid person. The stronger personality needs to create an environment where the other person can express their thoughts clearly. And if it's my wife, it normally takes a while. <laughs> normally can go on for... A while. A while. I mean, <laughs> 10 minutes, 15 minutes, while she says the same thing two or three times. It's hard. To stay quiet. Okay, I think I've got it. Oh, no, she's going round again. Okay. <laughs> I'll see if, I can, if it matches the second time round. It takes, I'm being honest with you guys, it takes every bit of self-control you've got to let her get it off of her chest. 
And so the stronger one needs to be creating that nurturing atmosphere. Rather than point. saying bang, 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 and Why? when you feel like reasons. it's the shovel on your head type yeah. deal. And what's your part? As, and we're just playing this out as you and I. You know, we can't just go off of our emotions. Well, I don't, it doesn't feel right to me. You know, not getting peace about something, if that's because you've prayed and you've really sought the Lord and you don't have a peace, then you can say that. That is a very good reason. That was one of the reasons I gave. And, but we do need to have reasons. And, and just falling apart with emotions at that point probably isn't going to be very helpful. Now, sometimes they come and you can't help that and you can't stifle that. You, you need not do that. But we, we've got to have some good reasons. And, you know, generally, I do have reasons because I'm not just going to try and create one of these things for no reason, you understand, because I, lo- I like to avoid those. Would it be helpful to talk yeah, about I Oh, think it, you know it, what, though? Before we, before we move on to an example, just a very short one. So now you're probably wondering, in view of the fact that yesterday, and for those of you that weren't here yesterday, when I, had, I felt well, like... We need to say that in all of our discussions, we concluded that we would show That's right. the baptism video at the end of the Connected Family message. That, and and I, we were both on board on and that. And I felt really good about that because <laughs> I knew we were going to be doing this, in which case, if there were people out there who were thinking, oh, wow, we'll never be angels like the rain fairy. They're so amazing and they're up there and all the rest of it. We could then explain how what we went through <laughs> to make the decision to show it and name you'd understand then, so I felt better about that. Well, for those of you that were here, you know that when it came time to play that video... It wouldn't play. <laughs> I just want to point out that it was tested before and it played. <laughs> and it didn't play when it was supposed to play. And immediately after, it played. So, must but, have been the Lord. girls, <laughs> what you don't go is, <laughs> you see, I was right. And I can honestly tell you, when it wouldn't play, I felt really bad for him. Because I knew what we had gone through, which you did not know. And I felt really bad for him because I knew that this was something he really felt he wanted to do. And so that, that, I just want to, we've got to get to a point of being totally surrendered. And I had totally surrendered my will on the issue. And how did I know? Because when it happened, I didn't go, see, I told you he shouldn't have played it. I didn't have any of that, not even one, one ounce of that. It was, I just felt bad because I knew that you wanted it to play. So we want to just end with a real short example mm-hmm. of how a nurturing environment and good reasons can solve it very quickly. And it doesn't have to draw out. So I'm going to draw some more arrows. And this was a situation, we've actually shared this before, some of you might recall. Um, when you fly a lot, we, we go through Salt Lake a lot now, but we used to go through Minneapolis an awful lot. And I came up with this bright idea of why don't we go, we were going to New York to give meetings, on our way back we're going to be in Minneapolis for five hours, why don't we get that free rail thing from the airport, go over to the Mall of America and go on the bumper cars? You know, I used to like to do that as a kid. So here's Paul. Giving oh, a it's great, not a, oh, it's on here. It's giving not, a great suggestion. They'll put it, it up. Is now. All right, and then what did you say? Well, I was horrified, just being honest, <laughs> and I said, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Now I didn't even have time to think about it. It was just like, bam! I just knew that wasn't a good idea, and I needed to get and say so, <laughs> so I did. And then what happened? Maybe it's because my will wasn't so involved, but I managed to create, by God's grace and by him speaking to me, a nurturing atmosphere right then. Rather than... Right on the first hit. (laughs) Right. Rather than hand on the hips or just kind of like, oh boy, you know, so why? He didn't do any of that. It wasn't like that. It was like, so, huh, so what would your reasons be? Friends, that was totally different. I wasn't in the hole anymore and so I was able to rattle off you know the more quiet and simple the life the more free from artificial you know you know the quotes and I and I said you know who invented that kind of a place (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't like I had to think about it for a week it was just bam 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 and he was like okay you're probably right and that was it. It was over. It was, it was done. Because there was a nurturing... <laughs> no. <laughs> because the 
and the difference. And you know, we laugh because we, I know you've been through some of these things and, and you know that tension. You know what we're describing, what that feels like. But because he, the, the environment was a nurturing one, I felt like I could say, well, this and this and this. But the, other, the opposite of that was the other, where I just felt like, ooh. And that's just the difference. And so if, if one of you, you know, and I, we don't need to look at you and try and figure, well, I wonder what, you know, the ciders, how this works in their family, or the Brinleys, or, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not trying to analyze you, Oster, up here, but you know if, that, if that's how it is in your marriage and who it is that's the stronger and who it is that's the timider one, you know how that works. But we hope that somehow by being that vulnerable to explain what we really saw, that it might help you in working through some of those. So if there's one of you that typically carries the shovel and the other one's right by this hole in the ground, that maybe it's not going to have to go there again. So in conclusion, we just want to run over those basics real quick. We are all different and that's okay. Number two, regular communication prevents or helps to reduce misunderstandings. Number three, you're not always right. Remember the snowshoes. Number four, use thoughtful words. And then number five, be careful how you say it. The key point we want to leave with you is the next time you clash, and it might be tonight. <laughs> it might be when you're taking the tent down or when he took the wrong exit and you told him so and you start to get into a clash. Remember, the stronger one needs to be sensitive to create a nurturing environment so that the one that's more timid can have freedom to express and that you listen to each other. You love each other. That's why you're married to each other. And let's remember that right at the point of conflict. Will you join us as we close in prayer? Father in heaven, thank you that you are a good God. And although we so easily stumble and we have sins that so easily beset us, Father, I thank you that at any time we can come to you and we can say, please, Lord, forgive me. Please help us. And I thank you that you've helped Carolyn and I to work through a lot of difficult things. And I pray that you would help us all in the future to be more sensitive when those arrows start pointing at each other, that we can create that nurturing environment and that we will be able to express our thoughts clearly and that we'll have time to commune with you and connect with you. Father, we thank you that you've invited us to come and reason with you. And you've also asked us, Father, to come to you when there's somebody sick. And we're thinking again of Tom just now. Um, we're here and we're comfortable. And he's not. He's hurting. And Father, we pray that you would give him peace and comfort at this time and that you particularly be with Neb and the other doctors as they seek to get him fixed up. And Father, we pray that um, if it be your will, he can get back here. But most of all, that you'd give him and Elaine um, a real consciousness of your closeness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.